Nozomi says, some of your writing is heavily informed by Freudian and Lacanian psychoanalysis, but plenty of people on the left reject psychoanalysis, seeing it as playing into bourgeois individualism or being a practice that habituates people to capitalism rather than uh, radicalising them. And, of course, many would say that Freud and Lacan's account of sexuality, and in particular female sexuality, uh, is outmoded. Uh, what's your view of those kinds of uh, objections? I would say that this... Uh, I mean, the first part of the critique about bourgeois uh, individualism um, is derivative of 50 Stalinism, which, I mean, in a complex way, both misunderstood what psychoanalysis was and latched on to real developments within particularly American ego psychology. But, you know, I mean, uh, you know, just to say the Bolsheviks were very pro-psychoanalysis. And at the time of, you know, the Russian Revolution and the immediate aftermath, the psychoanalysis conceived itself as a radical phenomenon a kind of a cultural movement that was trying to change how people lived and related to one another for the better by basically encouraging a set of attitudes towards uh, sexuality uh, that um, basically did not reduce to calling the police. Um, parenthetically, you know, it's interesting to me that we're often required to condemn, you know, things and figures whom revolutionaries have admired. Um, so, you know, the idea that we should condemn uh, psychoanalysis when, uh, you know, the Bolsheviks were very pro-psychoanalysis. Um, Trotsky uh, was a big fan of Céline's novel, Journey to the End of the Night. Um, I don't think anybody on the left would admit to reading Céline these days, except for me, because I have read Journey to the End of the Night. <laughs> it's on my, it's on my shelves. I haven't read it. So maybe that, that well, suggests uh, some ambivalence on my part, but... Well, uh, I mean, uh, but you're also, uh, you know, a, a daring young rebel who will um, read what you like, regardless of what the prigs and the moralists on the left say, no doubt. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I mean, OK, so there's uh, Nietzsche, you know, like um, the, the Bolsheviks love Nietzsche. Mao, the young Mao was a fan of Nietzsche. I mean, this is all a side point. I'm just I'm, I'm sort of uh, flaunting my um, uh, sort of transgressive um, middle finger to the, to, to the sort of priggish left. Um, and I'm just saying that, you know, this kind of anti-psychoanalysis to an extent is, is wrapped up in that kind of affect. Okay. I would also say that psychoanalysis in its foundations is uh, counter-individualist because, uh, and this is not unproblematic, by the way, um, I'll come back to this, but it basically disperses the reasoning individual, white male capitalist, etc., into ego, superego, id, in one topography, or unconscious and uh, unconscious, you know, and, you know, there's room for a pre-conscious in there, I think. Um, uh, but the point is that these elements, it's not just that they, uh, you know, the psyche can be broken up in this way, but they don't add up. They don't add up to a coherent entity. They're constantly at war. And then the, you know, the, the, the psychoanalysis includes within its concept of the psyche elements which are collective, uh, or some people would say intersubjective or whatever, um, elements which are intergenerational, elements which are massified or group elements. Um, you know, the unconscious in the Lacanian register is the deposit of history. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra, please consider becoming a £5 supporter on Patreon. As well as getting access to extended versions of regular shows, you'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. Go to patreon.com forward slash poll theory other to sign up.